All those comics, all the games, all those toys, all the TV, the animation. Just give us, just give us one hour and 45 minutes and we will give you everything Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to This Week in Marvel, episode number 321. Yay! I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, joined by... Ben Morse, joined by... Tucker Marcus. Yeah. So, uh, y'all, straight up, let's talk about Star Wars first. Ben, you saw it. What'd you think? Star Wars. um, (laughs) Yeah. Force Awakens, baby. You did not see The Last <laughs> Jedi, did he? I did not see The Last Jedi. You know what I was doing this I weekend. I know. It, was not, it did not involve seeing The Last Jedi. I really want to because everyone's talking about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I've avoided spoilers thus far. How? I'm just really good at it. I'm just really good at it. <laughs> so let's get into a spoiler cast right now. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I loved it. I, I don't give two craps what y'all think. Yep. Um, I'm right there with you, boss. That's right, Todd. All the way. I saw it 1.87 times, mm. approximately. Mm. Uh, the second time I saw it, the theater, there was some smoke. We were evacuated. Oh, yeah. So I yeah. didn't get to see the ending of the film in the second viewing. But you knew how it. it ended. I'm familiar Having with Having already seen it. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Uh, but I loved it. Had a lot of fun. Uh, I like all the creatures. I need me some some of them crystal foxes. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're so cute. What are these, Muppets? There, you know what? Are there Muppet-like creatures in this? There are Muppet-like creatures. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yes. So By many. Muppet-like creatures, you mean practical effect uh, sure. creatures and I monsters. I love me some Muppets. <laughs> well, you, you'll get them in spades. Yeah, the Muppets. Muppet in spades and in space. In space, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Star Wars is great. Yep. Um, and we will be talking about two Star Wars comics two. out this week, which yep. are cool. Um, I do like those. I did read those. Good. I know what's going on there. Yeah. And there's some really interesting stuff that ties into just the current state of the films. Yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. I believe we're going to talk about the March solicits at one point when we yep. get to the news because there's a Star Wars book. A lot book. of Star Wars stuff in there. Yeah. There's a Star Wars book in particular that is connected to. I was just going things. through the. My monthly ritual is when the new solicits come out, I go through the covers to pick out a background for my screensaver. Or it's not a screensaver, it's just my background. Your wallpaper. Yeah, my yeah. wallpaper. And uh, I was looking at all the Star Wars books. There were many. They're not my background, though. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, I, I took a nice Chris Somni image of Captain America standing in between Thing and oh, Hulk yeah. trying to hold them back. Yeah. Mm. It's pretty dope. Mm. Pretty dope, guys. Uh, there was a wrestling show this past weekend. Clash of Champions. Yep. I have not watched it yet. I watched a little bit of it. I don't remember what happened. I watched the introduction for the first match, cool. which was Dolph Ziggler against Baron Corbin against Bobby Roode. I know what happened with that. No, I know what happened with all of them. I did not avoid spoilers for Clash of Champions. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll get around to watching it. I'm, I'm staying with friends this week. And I'm staying with friends. And I, no sooner had I left the uh, house this morning to go to the train when my friend texted me and said that his wife just went into labor. Oh, wow. So I'm going to be alone at the house with their four-year-old 
uh, for the next little bit. So we might be watching some Clash of Champions. As you do. Yep. yep. Hopefully this Uncle Ben has a nicer time than I've other t- Uncle Ben's I've told we're familiar her, I've with. I've told her repeatedly never to call me Uncle Ben. Uh, <laughs> I don't, don't want to be murdered no, by I a don't want to be mur- I don't want to be murdered just so she can learn a lesson in responsibility. <laughs> well, look, think fair. about it. Maybe she becomes yeah. a spider woman and like... And what, then it's you, all worth it. Would you I deny have? the world a great hero? Absolutely. Okay. 100%. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, that... No, let me live. Yes. Uh, Stupid Uncle Ben. So, uh, wish everybody happy holidays. Happy holidays. Because uh, the if you celebrate the Christmas stuff, mm-hmm. that's coming up soon. Yeah, a couple next days. week. Yep. Uh, Hanukkah's been... Hanukkah's been rolling. It's on fire. The, the candles yep. and the menorah <laughs> are on fire. Yes. It's all been very good. And if yeah. you celebrate anything else, we you know, it's great. Good time. Well, that. Yeah. We had our holiday uh, shindig. shindig last night. Oh, boy. Yeah. Ooh, that, was, uh, boy. that was something. Yeah. It was <laughs> lit. I never, as they say, I never texted you back after you texted me if I had left. I had not left. No. I found you 20 minutes later, <laughs> all right, which is great. Good. Good. <laughs> yeah. Good. Oh, God. Found him. Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's an accurate description. Yeah, I was I was definitely found. <laughs> Got to spend some time with uh, Joe Casada mm-hmm. last night. Jen Grunwald, who's been here for fifteen years. I had a nice chat with Dan Buckley last night. Nice. actually. very good. Very good. Excellent. Uh, you know what though? I'm sure you brought up something with Dan, and that yes. we should bring up here. Yes, so we'll some bring up here. Big news. Big news for the future of this week in Marvel right now. The future of Marvel in general. So the future of this week in Marvel and Marvel will not be including Ben Morse as thoroughly as it has been uh, for the last 10 years because I am going to be departing Marvel. My last day in the office is this Friday. I'm going to be working remotely for a little while after that, so I will be on the podcast next week, but next week is my final episode. I am moving to fabulous Las Vegas, uh, the city of sin, um, <laughs> Perfect with, place for you. Yeah, with, with my wife and daughter to be closer to my wife's family. And I'm going to be working as a visiting professor at UNLV. So if you attend UNLV and listen to the podcast, come take my classes. Yeah. yeah. We'd love to have you. Yeah. but it's, Or if uh, you're thinking of a school, if you're getting ready and you're like, mm, I don't know, I need to, a school to go to, know that you have a friend at UNLV. You have a friend at UNLV. Yeah. yeah. He will no. give you A's. You do not have a friend. You have a teacher. Uh, like <laughs> a life <laughs> companion. Yeah. But uh, obviously mixed emotions. I'm very excited about the new opportunities, but I'm very, uh, you know, I'm going to miss this. I'm going to miss the podcast. I'm going to miss everything at Marvel, all the great people here. Ryan and I have worked together for 12 out of the 13 years that I've been out of college. So it's going to be very weird not working with him, but it's all good. Yeah, I'm devastated. I know. Being I know. completely honest. Yeah. Uh, it, it's upsetting, but I, I, I love your wife. Uh, your daughter is beautiful, so I'm happy, uh, you know. I'm happy for you guys to do what you need to do. Yes. And I and I will hopefully still contribute to Marvel in any way I can. Yeah, I think there'll afar. be we'll find opportunities to bring you back for this week in Marvel special oh, wow. episodes. Okay. I think that would be fun. We'll have some opportunities to do those down the line. Um I mean as I've what I always tell people is there to my experience there are four people at Marvel that I consider pure Marvel knowledge banks. Tom Brevoort, mm. um Jeff Youngquist. Yep. Uh, Jeff Youngquist is the like head of our special projects group. Uh, Brian Overton, mm, who yes. is also in special projects. They basically look at all the collections and the things that are going on. And then Ben. Yep. And then you. So those are the four minds that I think of. Anytime I need to know something, mm-hmm. I'm going to go to you four, one of you four. Mm-hmm. Now to lose my most trusted one mm. is upsetting. But what are we going to do? We move on. 
We push forward. Yeah. You good, Tucker? I'm good. I mean, it, it does. It, I, it, I have you know many thoughts. For foremost, in a moment like this, is is just extreme uh, gratefulness. Mm. Uh, obviously, I interned for Ben. I uh, then came back and. I've been working with Ben for the last six months or so, and uh, a great six uh, months. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's been just an amazing time, and uh, you know, I it, that is obviously you know combined with you know being excited for you and your family and your family's next chapter, which mm-hmm. is also exciting. Also, it puts last night in, into a new perspective. It's like I think you were practicing for your new life in fabulous Las what Vegas. What happened last night? I left early. <laughs> Oh, I left early too. Yeah, but you know, you hear whispers around the office. <laughs> <laughs> Had a good time last night. Okay, <laughs> a real good time. I'm a nuss. Good. Uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll keep more of these uh, these thoughts to next week. Yeah, but if you guys have any thoughts, you know, tweet them in, and we'll uh, we'll read them next week on my mm-hmm. finale. My request to our listeners uh, is to make Ben cry oh, no. next yes. week. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, do what you can. Yep. Employ it's, it's probably going to happen. All your your wiles. I was on I was on the verge of tears yesterday when my wife, who was already headed up to Massachusetts to uh, be with my family um, for the holidays, she texted me because we had sold we sold our house and it was our first house, and she texted me a picture of our daughter sitting in her car seat in front of our house and just wrote Hazel's first house. And I was like on the verge of tears. I was wow. like, yeah. why would you send that to me early in the morning? <laughs> yeah. She is a monster. Wow. <laughs> That's brutal. It uh, was brutal. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, send some uh, some thoughts and well wishes to Benjamin. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yes, you will have questions about the future of This Week at Marvel. We are already working on it. Evil producer Brandon is here. He is putting his fist through walls to <laughs> change the shape yep. and the uh, the flow of the show. Uh, but luckily, we're all here and in it together. Yep. I'm excited. We're going to have new voices on the show. We're going to have new opportunities, new things that we're doing, a lot of fun stuff. Um, it's going to be different. I w- I'll be completely honest. But uh, It's like in Wayne's World when they mm-hmm. go on the, the corporate... Uh, let's, let's hope it's nothing <laughs> like... What happens in Wayne's World? We do not want it to be it's that. It's Wayne's World. It's Wayne's World. Party time. Excellent. Yeah. Not for nothing. It's uh, it's Maggie's last week. Oh my too. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. This is Maggie's last episode. So Maggie, you're trying to steal the thunder <laughs> from Ben. Yep. How dare you? Unbelievable. Well, after all I've done for her. Yeah. We'll hear from you by, by the end, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, but we should dive into what Let's this show is it. all about, which is going to be the new comics out this week. Print, single issues, collections, digital, all that fun stuff. We'll talk about some news. Um, and then we'll get to your questions and comments. we got plenty of them right. this week. Yeah, we got plenty. I think, uh, Tucker, you're going to be kicking us off. Yeah, let's do this. Uh, I'm starting with Deadpool versus Old Man Logan number three. It's written by Declan Shalvey, art by Mike Henderson, colors by Lee Lowridge. Uh, basically, what's happening in this story, if you don't recall, there is a new uh, kind of mutant. There's a new mutant, lowercase n, lowercase m, uh, who is on the run from... Not one of the new mutants is what he's saying. Yes. Copy that. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, who's on the run from this uh, quote-unquote experimental organization, and Deadpool and Logan are trying to help her escape. Uh, she's been captured. That's where we start the book. Logan and Deadpool engaging in some uh, kind of classic banter. There's a really funny moment where uh, Deadpool just won't shut up, and Logan pops his claws and slits his throat to mm-hmm. <laughs> to, hilarious uh, moment. Yeah. <laughs> to quiet fun him down. Whole Hol- yeah, I was gonna say wholesome <laughs> family fun. Yeah. Uh, uh, they come across 
the uh, these bad guys in the middle of a field, and it starts raining vehicles. It starts raining trucks and airplanes uh, uh, on fire, which Maddie, the mutant, uh, has transported to kind of in a strange way help them escape. Uh, they eventually then uh, meet up with Maddie uh, at this facility where they try and harness her powers the best they can. It's proving not really successful. Uh, and then at the end, oh man, at the end, this is really exciting stuff. Uh, I, I, I don't want to spoil it. But let me ask. Don't spoil it. I, I don't want to spoil it, but What's we your have, gut say? Yeah, your gut says don't spoil listen it. Listen to your well, gut. Well, listen to your gut, kid. Well, well I only it, ask because I, I am publishing an article in like 45 minutes that discusses this very thing. But, but our listeners yeah. are, are different. Hey, they fair, fair deal. So what we'll say is if you want to learn about what Tucker ha- is talking about, you mm. can go on to marvel.com. It will have already been published. You can tweet at... At Tucker Marcus, and you can ask him, "Hey, give me that, give me that article." Oh yeah, and if you're not, and if you're not following Tucker on Twitter, you are missing out big time. (laughs) Yeah, to one of the most revolutionary voices in social media. I'm enjoying Tucker on Twitter. He's he's very good. Well, this is it's an honor. I Uh, will say about Deadpool vs. Old Man Logan number three, there are not one but two fart jokes contained within the body of the issue, which I think speaks to the uh, writing skills of Declan Shalvey. I also really like what Declan does talking about Logan's senses mm-hmm. in the beginning. There's just something like, I dig that. He, he he goes into some of that stuff. It's real fun. Cool. Moving on, we got Doctor Strange number 383, written by the great Donnie Cates, art by Gabriel Hernandez-Walta, colors by Jordi Belair. We follow, yes. Is this three for three so far of Donnie's Doctor Strange? Oh, yeah. Donnie and, and Gabriel's uh, Absolutely. Doctor Strange? Yeah, no, no. He, he's going to be... Impossible. 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 Truly. It's going to be another Stegman. Oh, oh dear Lord, what have we done? <laughs> um, so this issue starts with a flashback to Doctor Strange confronting the mystic forces that give him his powers, uh, the Vishanti, and they basically said, look, we're, uh, we're done. You, you won the tournament to become the Sorcerer Supreme again, but we've decided to give someone else a chance, and they decide to give Loki a shot. Yeah. Being Sorcerer Supreme. I'm glad we got this. Mm-hmm. And I... Did we get the Vishanti explanation in New Avengers, or was that always known? Remember when we like first saw the Vishanti? Right. I can't remember if that was in New Avengers. I remember. It, I remember seeing the Vishanti back in the Doctor Doom, Doctor Strange. Oh yeah, tournament yeah, and maybe, Triumph. Yeah, they were in okay. that. Yeah, yeah. Because that they had the whole tournament deal there, and that yes. was when Doctor Strange and Doctor Doom both make out. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, right. Yeah, no, that no. was in my fanfic. <laughs> that was in your highly acclaimed fanfic. <laughs> yeah. Doctors. Um, <laughs> so Doctor Strange gets stripped of his mantle. We flash back to the present where Doc and Sentry, who is back in full force, are wandering down a street, and they uh, they're discussing what they're going to do about this. Ben, and yeah. should, before you go any further, just in case any of our listeners aren't familiar with the Sentry, uh, yes. let's give a quick rundown who the Sentry is and and what it's all about. So the Sentry is Robert Reynolds. He uh, is a very powerful superhero who suffers from a few mental faculty problems. Um, he's a very agoraphobic, doesn't like to leave the house. He's also got a split personality and is uh, also a villain called The Void. So he's his own worst enemy. And it is what he does, the the things he does for good mm-hmm. give strength to The Void. Is that, that's part of it, right? That's kind, that's kind of his 
his fear. That's how right. he operates. Is like anything I do good, the void will do something bad to counterbalance it. And that's mm -hmm. what he lives in fear of. And we actually have him here uh, talking to Strange and Strange saying, don't worry, I've taken care of the void. But we've heard that before. Yeah. And the, the sentry was actually uh, part of an elaborate hoax. Mm -hmm. So True. it was uh, a character created in the early 2000s yes. uh, by Paul, Paul Jenkins, Jenkins and Jay Lee. Lee. Um, but it was sort of introduced in the pages of Wizard Magazine, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where Ben and I are both yes, from. Alumni. Um, it was introduced in the pages of Wizard Magazine as a found character, yep. you know, like something that was created years ago mm -hmm. by Stan Lee and, and the Marvel it was you know, just waiting. It was just waiting in the, the drawers to be busted out. So, yeah, they, they tricked everyone, made them thought this was a uh, this was a old character being rediscovered. Uh, but eventually they did reveal the truth. They fessed up. Yeah, they fessed up. Yeah. But he's a great character. I'm glad he's back. And, and he ripped Ares in half. Ripped Ares in half. And then turned into the void and then had to get destroyed. Yep. Yeah, he and got so, uh, killed. But then he, you may recall, he was brought back by the Apocalypse Twins during Uncanny Avengers. And now he is back to his old self. And uh, we'll see where that brings us. Um, Doctor Strange talks with Wong. I love everything about their conversation. I love Donnie's dialogue. I love the way he writes Strange as being kind of snarky and a little bit sarcastic and uh, caustic, really. Um, so, Doctor But also Strange, personable. But also like, personable, there's, a, there's sure. still, like, you don't hate the guy. Yeah. So Doc decides to go to Asgard because he wants to talk to Odin and basically say, like, your son is Sorcerer Supreme. This is bad for everybody. Can you fix things? Unfortunately, Odin is no longer sitting on the throne of Asgard, as readers of Mighty Thor know. Uh, Borson, the serpent, the god of fear, is sitting on the throne. So Strange makes an appeal to him. It doesn't go quite as well. He brings in the sentry. The sentry gets goes at it with Cole's uh, Thunder Guard. Great art all around. And while that's distracted, Strange goes to the World Tree to try to steal a bit of magic. Um, his offering, oh, crushed, me. crushing. What he offers um, in exchange for getting magic from the World Tree is just a touching, touching scene. But now Strange has some power and he has the ability to go after Loki and try to uh, try to take back his mantle. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it was such a great issue. Great issue. Didn't talk about the art enough. It's really great. Um, Beautiful yeah, colors, yeah. too, especially when, when they're in the sequence with the world tree. Sure, sure. And it's just this rainbow of colors yep. all around. I expect nothing less from Jordi Belair. Yeah. But best in the biz. She's great. And uh, the whole book's great. Yeah, it's fantastic. And it has that scene where Doctor Strange goes to talk to Odin, mm -hmm. which also happens in Mighty Thor Ooh, number 700. What a nice bit of synergy. You there. know what? That was crazy. But we have uh, people going to the throne uh, looking for jolly old Odin. Jolly old Odin. Jolly old Odin. <laughs> in this case, it's Jane Foster. But before we get to that point in the book, it opens on this beautiful two-page mm. spread that is also horrible. Yeah, it delicious. shows the scope and the scale of the War of the Realms and what what is going on and Thor like her just frustration with not being able to be everywhere at once saving everybody fighting all the fights she's trying to help as much as she can but she is only one thunder god she cannot do it alone so what does she need to do she needs some help and then we go to this big beautiful splash page where she's arm wrestling Hercules <laughs> this sequence Wonderful. delightful oh my gosh I I will see Jason Aaron hopefully in January. Mm -hmm. And when I see him, I'm going to say, bruh, can you do a Hercules series? Mm. Can you write yeah. a Hercules series? Because Jason writes Hercules in this book, and I am all about it. Yep. Did y'all catch the line where Hercules says, 
that he wants to get a kiss from Thor, yeah. and it would not be the first yep. Thor he's yep. kissed. Give me that story. Yeah, let's get I that. I want that story. <laughs> that untold tale needs to be told. I want the smooching of mm-hmm. Hercules and Thor. Mm-hmm. What happened there? I need more information. <laughs> uh, there's a nice little bit in here. They're in this bar. Uh, they're having this discussion, uh, this this arm wrestling match. But there's a cool scene in here where you can see the creative team yeah. for the Mighty Thor. I love it when they do that. I love it. Yeah, uh, the bartender is editor Will Moss. That's his bar. You can see little bits and pieces in there. Uh, Jason Aaron is the first one you see. Then you see colorist Matt Wilson. And the artist always being the modest one, Russell Dodderman, <laughs> draws himself, but with a glass in front of him. Spoiler alert, Russell's a very handsome man. Very handsome. He could have oh my put God. himself in there. Drop but- dead gorgeous. <laughs> it's, um, we don't think enough about how recent we've discovered Russell Dowderman. Like it's not, this is not a guy who's been around for years and years. It's been like three years, two or three like three years. years. But it's like, he's still relatively new on the scene and he's amazing. Yeah. He mm-hmm. has got, like remember when he started off on Cyclops and we were like, oh yeah. wow, he's going places. Yeah. He took over Thor like very relatively early in his career and he's just made it his own. He's one of the best artists in the business. Yeah, and I think him working with Matt is yep. really sort of the perfect pairing. Mm-hmm. It's like when you put, you know, Gabriel Hernandez Walta with Jordi Belair. Yeah. There is a spark there that you cannot get from just any old team. They are pure magic together. Uh, but there's this great moment where there's, you know, lightning sparks in this uh, in, in this arm wrestling match and then Odinson comes in to break it up because he ain't got no time for this. No, no Stuff time. has to happen. He needs to get things moving. Uh, we get this great conversation and basically Thor was like, was going to arm wrestle Hercules so that Hercules could bring the power of the gods of Olympus to uh, aid the Asgardians and the forces of good in the War of the Realms. And Hercules is like, sure, I'll see what I can do. My dad's a, kind of an ass, so yeah. we'll see. <laughs> you know what that's like, Thor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Yeah. Uh, and then he rolls off, and then Thor's, Thor and Odinson are talking, and uh, Thor's like, all right, we got to go. Let's let's go fight. And Odinson's like, you have a bigger fight. You have more important things to do. First, we got to make a stop. They go see poor. Uh, it's just. Yeah, it's hard. It's uh, hard to look at. I know. Uh, um, Volstag is alive yeah barely so that's good which is yes it's very good he's alive but barely uh they do make a uh a note about tooth grinder yeah um, not so fortunate no and you know credit again to russell dodderman he draws this beautiful scene of thor just like caressing and petting tooth nasher who's mm-hmm. alive and there's this look of sadness on this giant goat's face It'll break your heart. Yep. Um, but we get to see them. They're talking and they're figuring out. And Odinson says, you have a bigger fight ahead of you. You have to fight. You you can't be Thor this whole time. You need to battle the cancer that is 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 ravaging the Jane Foster's body. Uh, and he has to convince her. There's this great, you know, argument. And, uh, you know, Jane Foster is like, you know what? We're going right to Odin. She rolls up on the gates of Odin's, you know, throne and starts yelling at him, you know, you know, rah, 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 you're, you're a jerk, you're no good. Rabble, rabble, rabble. Yeah, rabble, rabble, rabble. It's a beautiful speech. It's great. She's fired up. Uh, Odinson is with her. Then a bunch of, like, you know, uh, the Thor friends. I like to call them the Thor friends. Yeah, the Thor friends. <laughs> yeah, show up. The great rest name. of the Warriors 3. Uh, we've got, I think, is that Brunhild? I'm not sure. Maybe Sif's in there. Yeah, Sif's in here. Uh, this great moment. And, you know, there's like tensions are high. Call is there. It's all getting crazy. And then, boom, there's this beautiful page. 
Odin is back, baby. Big, big jolly Odin. <laughs> yeah, he's a jerk, and he's gonna show his jerkiness to everybody. But he's mm-hmm. got this cool coat, golden antler helmet. And yeah, his, you know, he gems. Is, he everywhere. is well dressed. Yeah. He is one of the more well dressed gods. Yes, uh, and he's like, you know what, god lady? Of style. Yes, Ooh, <laughs> god of style. Much like Cindy Crawford. Yes. Uh, so you know, Odin basically is like, you, you're immortal. You're nothing. Get out of here. Yeah. Uh, as soon as he does that, Freya rolls up. She yeah. is back. It's like this beautiful moment. Freya's like, no, you get out of here. And I want Jane right beside me. She is fiercer and more awesome. But something happens. Jane's in a bad way. And then we get the last couple pages because, of course, the Mangog Mangog's is on, the way, on his way. And in the end of this issue, he reaches Asgardia. Ooh, ominous. Ooh. Uh, next up is... Marvel 2-in-1. Yes, the return of Marvel 2-in-1. The Thing and the Human Torch. (laughs) This is Fate of the Four, Part 1. The issue is called Fast Burn. Written by Chip Zdarsky, uh, pencils by Jim Chung. And oh boy, can Jim Chung draw the ever-loving blue-eyed thing. It's Oh my. Who's the colorist? And colors are by just, Frank just Martin. Frank Martin. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's beautiful. Like, you're looking oh. at, you have the open, one of the early spreads where it's, there's flashback stuff, so you've got this this haze on it, but everything has the Johnny, it's all Johnny Storm stuff, so it's got this orange and yellow, this burning color to it. It's so beautiful. Great just stuff. Quick, there was 100 issues of Marvel 2 and one mm-hmm. back in the day, and it was sort of the companion piece to uh, Marvel Team-Up. Marvel sure. Team-Up was Spider-Man plus. Marvel 2 and one was The Thing plus. Uh, and there was, I believe there was like a crossover, but it never got the acclaim, I don't think, that Marvel Team-Up got. Sorry, sorry, I remember something that Tom Brevoort told me a few years ago when we were uh, celebrating, I think it was... Some, it was the Fantastic Four's anniversary. I can't remember which number of year it was, but we were celebrating the anniversary. We were talking on a podcast, and Tom says that these days we don't understand just how popular the thing was mm. in the early days of Marvel. He goes, you know, before the X-Men existed, the thing was the Wolverine of the Marvel Universe, just this kind of surly, cool, uh, wild card character who could go off in any second. So... The fact that he had his own book and was on the same level as Spider-Man is very interesting. He's the superhero you want to sit down and have a drink with. Yeah. Exactly. You, know, like you want to hang out with him. You want to play cards with him. Yeah. You want to be friends with him. And then you're going to watch him go thrash some supervillain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's the guy you want to like connect with. Yeah. Since, com- since coming back to Marvel and reading every book every week, it's kind of... Now that I've been in the group for a while, I've, I've had the time to reevaluate who my favorite characters are. And I think the thing is, I think he's my number one. Nice. Wow. I, lo- I love Ben Grimm so Good choice. much. Uh, uh, so this issue starts with a, a, a gala event um, where a, the Fantastic Award, uh, which is uh, a grant in honor of Sue Storm and Reed Richards, is given out for uh, champions of science. Uh, ben Grimm is there. He gives a little bit of a speech, which is... Uh, as you would expect, uh, a little bit emotional, but all, all also kind of in that uh, hard-boiled Ben Grimm way. Uh, he takes a moment to step outside, uh, you know, in his tuxedo, because this isn't really his type of gig. Uh, and Spidey is there, who's uh, getting thrown around. Uh, the thing helps him out really quick. And Spidey uh, says that he's been hanging out with Johnny, 
and that Johnny's in a bad place, that Johnny's taken, uh, you know, events of the past uh, few years really hard and that he just, uh, he doesn't seem like his usual self. So he calls on the thing to go to his brother, essentially, and uh, see if he can help him out, see if he can put him right. Uh, And we we haven't really gotten to see Johnny Storm mourn. This is Johnny Storm grieving for the loss of his sister, his niece, his nephew, his brother-in-law, his family. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's, I th- it's such a an important story. Right. Uh, so, uh, Spidey sends uh, Ben to this warehouse where all the uh, the memorabilia and all the old equipment and everything from the Baxter Building has been stored. Uh, the thing goes and sits in his big chair. He looks at an old newspaper. Um, there's some really powerful flashback stuff. To- this was cool because this they took actual scenes from Secret War. Like if you look at the dialogue, it's not entirely on the page. That's the dialogue from Secret Wars that like Reed and Black Panther and all them are saying. But we get to see what Sue was saying during this time. That's what it was. So that's what I it was, was like, this seems really familiar. It, was weir- it wasn't weird because like the word balloons were going off the page because those were the actual word balloons. I thought that was very clever. Very so it's cool like way a of doing it. different angle exactly. of the scene. Same scene. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so awesome. It's kind of Sue uh, talking about how she doesn't really feel good about what's happening. She's feeling really uncertain this time. And obviously, obviously we know how that turned out. Uh, meanwhile, back in the present, who shows up? Of course he does. It's Doctor Doom uh, in his uh, uh, suit of armor. He shows up. He uh, kind of has an initial clash with the thing, and then he presents him with this little orb that he took from the Baxter building, and he said he's been trying to crack into it uh, and in his kind of old, nefarious ways. Uh, but as he couldn't get into it uh, and realized that only uh, the thing was able to access uh, what's inside it, he and, and obviously he had his... Uh, his uh, kind of moral uh, turn, uh, he brought it to him and he says, this isn't a trick. I'm just here to give this to you and then I'm going to leave. You can believe me or you can't believe me, whatever, um, but this is yours. Uh, and it a, plays a message from Reed Richards that says this was this is left to you. Uh, I've recorded several of these given uh, the, uh, for multiple uh, possibilities that result in my demise. Um, and this is the one that plays if Johnny and Ben are the only two left uh, in it. He said in the, in the message ends by Reed saying uh, there is an there's uh, an access point to uh, to a thing called the multisect, uh, which is a tool. He says a tool that can access an area known as the multiplane, a nexus for seemingly in- infinite universes. Uh, and he says that he's uh, he, that Ben and Johnny can access it by going to the place uh, the location of their first adventure a place only that they would know finally the two meet up finally this one gets its two uh, and uh, and Listen. Johnny is kind of living this really dangerous lifestyle he's really in a bad place mentally would one say he's a Johnny dangerously absolutely no I would okay no, no one would say that <laughs> uh uh, and Ben, uh, it's really interesting. In the end, Ben kind of deliberately misleads Johnny. And he says that Sue and Reed and the kids could be alive still. He doesn't know. This isn't something that he learned from Reed's message. Uh, maybe it's something he hopes is true. Uh, He's telling not- Johnny what he needs to hear. Right? Yeah. But as we know, mm-hmm. as readers... Right? 
there may be more truth to right. these things That's right. than he knows. Uh, and, but, of course, Dr. Doom, uh, who knows where his mind is, he's been keeping an eye on them all along. All in all, like I said, uh, just this the art in this issue is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, the I think Chip does a great job of capturing the spirit of of these characters, of, of capturing the emotion that's there for so many readers with the Fantastic Four. Uh, he, he gets their legacy so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a fun read. Yeah. Great read. Um, all right. My next pick is Star Wars Dr. Afra number 15, written by Kieran Gillen and Cy Spurrier, art by Emilio Lysso, and colors by Rochelle Rosenberg. So an all-star team there. Yeah, it's really great. We've got uh, this beautiful cover by Ashley Witter, and the cover shows all these new characters. This, yeah. th- it's like Afro with a whole bunch. This issue is packed with new characters. Jam-packed. I Crazy. love it. And it opens up. So last issue, we, we met, uh, you know, we saw this new direction that uh, Dr. Afra is dealing with. She's now uh, working under Triple Zero and BT-8. Yep. And it's, it's, it's a tough situation for her to be in. She has to do what they tell her to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've got her going off on a mission. Last issue, she met up with this uh, this you know, Imperial officer, yeah. uh, Tolvin. And uh, there was a little bit of flirtationness, yeah. And it was really great. This issue opens with uh, an almost sexy dream Tolvin has about Dr. It's pretty, Afra. It's a pretty sexy dream. I don't oh, know it if gets it's to yeah. like... It gets like, right up to the edge of the bone zone and then she wakes up. Yeah, it's like they're just about to smooch yep. and it's all kind of like this perfect thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the hots for each other yep. and it is... Really great. I love seeing this in the Marvel, uh, in the Star Wars universe. Star Wars universe yeah. uh, and so, you know, Tolvin, unfortunately, is about to be executed. But, <laughs> yeah, she'll have to deal with that. On the other side, we get the mission that uh, Afra is on. She has to, uh, she's got this archaeological type mission with mercenaries. She's being told this while Triple uh, Zero and BT-8 do lots of torture. Mm. And it is very both funny and disturbing, the things that Kieran and Sai are putting out there show that they are truly disturbed yeah, individuals. Yeah, I mean, Kieran alone can come up with some pretty messed up stuff, but with Sai Spurrier on his side, oh, yeah. there's no telling. There, there's no ceiling for this. Yes, and I love them both. I yeah, think they're, they're doing tremendous stuff here. Uh, but Afra has this mission. She's with a bunch of new mercenaries. We get this great double-page splash where she's got this tech that can identify uh, all these people, who they are, what yep. their deal is, but also gives her commentary. So we've got this pithy Afra evaluation of all these these different people. And, you know, there's like this one dude who smells, this one who's a really creepy uh, creepazoid. There's one who used to be basically a cop and then fell in love with someone he beheaded and the mm-hmm. two of them are on the same squad. It's crazy. It's so weird and cool. There's this old droideka, droideka, dro- how do you say it? Uh, droideka. Droideka yeah. uh, that has been basically all twisted and messed up. Uh, what does she say? Uh, first gen, first gen Dredica retooled with probability tech, tinkered with his existential circuits too. Mm. So it's just real loopy. Uh, a, a a dude who's sort of suave. Guys, I'll be straight. This double page spread took me like ten minutes to read. <laughs> yeah, it's it was dense. Yes, it was like Squirrel Girl dense. Yeah, in a good way. In right, a, in, in a great in a way. Good Squirrel Girl. Yeah. Way. Uh, there's a character, Sister Six, who uh, there maybe there's something there too. Afra, she's like, ooh, you know, she's kind of. Afra hot. gets around, man. Yeah, <laughs> not yet. She wants to. Get she around. wants to get around. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, she's good for young. her. Let her do her thing. So uh, those space oats. Yes, uh, but you know, Afra is then tasked tasked with 
leaving one of them, basically killing one of the the people she's just been introduced to mm-hmm. in order to get her mission off the ground. Which is like, well, how do you kill someone you don't really know yet? How do you know met. that they're useful? Mm-hmm. Or how do you know that they're good or bad? And it, it ends up being a very humorous situation. Uh, there's double crossing and triple crossing. Oh, there's also this creature that Afra uh, creates. Oh, uh, sort so of cute. Genetically engineered. And then yep. there's a whole thing that happens with that. Yep. There's a great sequence. It's just so good. Tons of fun. Tolvin fortunately gets out of the execution that she has been embroiled in uh, and she gets thrown into a mission which will hopefully get her crossing paths with Afra again. I assume so, especially based on the cover to the next issue. That would seem that way. I love this book so friggin' much and this this is maybe my favorite issue so far. It's just been bang, bang, bang and you know, if you liked Last Jedi or didn't, this is a, just a lot of fun mm-hmm. Star Wars stuff. Absolutely. Finishing off for picks this week, let me talk about Uncanny Avengers number 30, written by Jim Zub, art by Sean Izaxi, and colors by Tamara Bone Villain. Now, there's nothing I like more than a good old-fashioned catch-up issue, yeah. you know? Where all the action, uh, in this case, the fight with the Juggernaut is over, and the Uncanny Avengers are kind of gathering and figuring out what's going to do next. We do conversations between different people. Uh, so we get Wonder Man and Scarlet Witch, their whole will-they-won't-they they situation. Take care of that. Uh, Johnny Storm's flying with Rogue. There's some flirtation going on there, which I like. The thing about this issue as well mm-hmm. is it, it it's also strangely a great... Like, you can just pick this up if you've not yeah. been reading the series. You get a really great sense of who these characters are, where they've been... And where they're going to be going to. Absolutely. It's it's such a good issue. Yeah. And we've got uh, Synapse is recovering. She gets a letter from Quicksilver. Oh, we get a nice Hellion appearance. That was cool. Yeah. I I don't even remember what happened with Hellion, but they they tell us what happened. Yeah, they tell us. They're very good. It's just a very... The the guts of this issue are just really good. It's just, like, well done. And then uh, Scarlet Witch is off meditating, gets interrupted by Dr. Voodoo, and she goes, Hey, Dr. Voodoo, I got an idea smooch tongues tongues yeah. tongues tongues gets her tongue all up in there look at that we got the big the big splash of them kissing and then just to emphasize the little splash of them kissing as yeah. well to let you know that there was a kiss but as dr voodoo said that was sudden good but sudden like, um hello basically charlotte witch wants to be with someone who understands both the woman side of her but also the witch side of her and she's decided old jericho drum might be the man for her mm-hmm. so very cool stuff we have rogue in court, uh, defending Mark Strom's favorite, Herman Schultz, the, the shocker, talking about all the good stuff he did during Secret Empire, how he should uh, be given some leniency for that. And then we have Captain America showing up at the end, the guy who, uh, the guy who disbanded the Unity Squad, or rather his evil version did. Steve-el. Yeah. Love this shot of Captain America. Yeah. Sean Zoxy has really grown a lot as an artist in these last few years. Yeah, I, I wanted to talk about Sean Zoxy. Please. He has gotten better. Mm. Somehow, every issue is like, you, is, it is a real progression Agreed. to where he's getting to that like forefront of our artists. And yeah. Tamar Bonvalain's colors are so good. And it, the tones are really beautiful. Uh, it, it, the art in this issue is just phenomenal. So basically what it ends up with is Captain America saying, I want you, Rogue, to rejoin the Avengers, bring back the Unity Squad, do everything that you were going to do. And she says, you know what, Cap? I'm not going to do it. I am here if you need me. We're banding together. We're fighting for what's right. Um, 
and I promise you we'll answer the call whenever you need us. We end with a nice splash page of all the different characters, the statue of the founding Avengers. Now they've got the mansion back because Johnny buys them the mansion back. Um, and this mysterious character who looks unfamiliar. Ben, there's another character, yeah. a woman, and she's got some sort of V on her yep. belt. That is, uh, that is a mystery we're going to delve into in the weekly Avengers series, Avengers No Surrender, beginning on January 10th. Wow. In Avengers number 675, written by Mark Wade, Al Ewing, Jim Zub, beautiful art by Pepe Larraz. Um, we've been talking a lot about it on the site, so check it out. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. All right, so those are our picks, but we've got more. Mm. Um, we'll call this the pull list. The pull list. The rest list. of the books for uh, this week. All right, we've got America <laughs> number 10. Uh, the uh, Exterminatrix makes... Uh, the Cyborg Chavez's mm -hmm. uh, in this issue, so Cyborg versions of America. But you know what? I would have called them Mecha Americas. Oh, Mecha Americas. that's good. Come on. That's why you get the big bucks. <laughs> Come at me, somebody, whoever <laughs> makes decisions. Uh, there's uh, This one is written by uh, Gabby Rivera with art by Flaviano and Jen Bartel, mm. colors by Jordan Gibson and Chris O'Halloran. And the, the two art styles, there's one... The Flaviano stuff has got this uh, animated, kinetic, really frenetic style that uh, is where all the action is taking place. Mm -hmm. It's at Sotomayor University. It's with uh, where, you know, Exterminatrix is fighting uh, America's people and, and all this crazy stuff. And then the Jen Bartel stuff is this cool, ethereal look. It actually it works really well um, in, in these two different planes and the two different styles. But we get America... Taking the fight to Exterminatrix, awesome stuff, and uh, America has still more fight left in front of her. Yes, indeed. We got Champions number 15, part six of Worlds Collide, written by Mark Wade, art by Umberto Ramos. Uh, we also got Edgar Delgado on colors, and Victor Olazaba is the anchor. He's not listed on the cover, but he is uh, a big part of this art team. So this is kind of the coda to the whole Worlds Collide story. We pick up uh, Viv Vision has survived um, and she is talking with someone else who has survived well meanwhile back home in Georgetown Washington DC uh, the Avengers and the champions are kind of mourning the loss of Viv in particular vision is uh, Nova has a little hissy fit quits the champions for a second I like how they interact with him um, I love the stuff going on with Viv and the guy who I'm not going to mention because I want him to be a surprise. Vision is trying to build a new Viv, and Wasp brings up a very interesting point, which he never answers, asking whose brain patterns he mm -hmm. used for Viv Vision. I am very curious who that is. Is the implication that it was the Wasp? Ooh. Nadia? New Wasp? I don't know. No. I don't know. So we get a whole bunch of we get a bunch of brawling. We get Nova fighting Hercules, Hulk fighting Falcon, everyone fighting everyone. Cooler heads prevail, and uh, a big thing happens, kind of crazy at the end of the issue. Um, Vision activates his new version of Viv, and something completely unexpected turns the corner. This is a great issue of Champions. Mark Wade's really hitting on all cylinders. Yes, indeedy. Uh, we do have an issue of Defenders out this week. It's not in our stack with us right now, but it's written by Brian Michael Bendis. 
uh, art by David Dave Marquez. Marquez. Um, and there's also art in there by Michael Avon Oming. Mm. Uh, Michael Avon Oming has been uh, Brian Michael Bendis' partner on Powers. Uh, he did such an amazing run on Thor, our Thor Ragnarok. Yes. Uh, Avengers Disassembled run that mm-hmm. we love so much and, and, and more. Uh, but he tells sort of this flashback mob stuff that gives a little bit of origin to Diamondback. And I thought it was a really cool way to twist and tell that story. Uh, we finally get the Daredevil reveal mm-hmm. that we were looking forward to last issue. And then there's a great reaction scene. Uh, that whole sequence was was really good. Um, uh I like the whole, like, everybody wants to be Kingpin, and now there's someone else into into the mix in this issue. This is just like a go, go, go issue. I loved it a ton. Uh, next up is Generation X, number 85, written by Christina Strain, art by Amil Carpena, uh, colored by Felipe Sobrero. We start with Quentin, who's on the beach, chilling out. Uh, he's getting texts from the rest of the crew. He is completely ignoring them. Back at the Institute... Uh, the rest of the gang is hanging out. They're kind of feeling some weird feelings. Uh, Nature Girl says, it sounds like the trees are talking or something. And uh, they don't really know what quite is going down. There is a little bit of smooch action. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we jump back to outside. Can you kiss without a mouth? <laughs> you will find out in this issue. Uh, we jump back to outside and there's a strange kind of like ghost people there Mm. uh, which is crazy the crew doesn't really quite know what's happening then they kind of surmise that they've been unsynced from another dimension and they're kind of seeing the shadows of the other dimensional people who can't see them uh, and they eventually come up against a real big bad with a real long tongue and we finish off with is it Gene Simmons? Uh, it's not Gene Simmons. Okay. Oh, that'd be so cool. That right? What a twist. Be so wow. cool. What a twist at the end of Generation X. Who would have seen that coming? <laughs> not me, man. That, that would uh, be a surprise left turn. And that's where we end. We end with Gene, Gene Simmons yeah. coming at the end. <laughs> uh, on to Guardians of the Galaxy number 149. We are rolling into Infinity Quest real hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one has some big moments for the Nova Corps. Rocket, he's a very clever raccoon. Yes. He figures out stuff. He's not a you, raccoon. You just, he's a very clever Whatever he is. Creature. Uh, He figures some stuff out, makes everybody think he's doing one thing, and then he does another. He's great. Adsit has great moments in here. Yeah. I love how Marcus Toe draws Adsit. I love Marcus Toe. Yeah, he's awesome. He's so good. But his Adsit is great. He just, he looks like... He looks like a Sonic the Hedgehog villain. Ooh. <laughs> it's fantastic. Ooh, uh, and I, I'm excited. Uh, there's also there's great stuff with Rocket at the end. He has yep. a great line. Uh, he gets some cool powers, but Warlock returns next issue, and there's going to be a big old fight. Yep, that's going to be the uh, final issue of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, as we get into the Infinity Infinity Countdown. Incredible Hulk number seven eleven return to Planet Hulk. Uh, Greg Pak on the writing. Greg Land on the penciling, Jay Lyston on the inks, and Frank Diamato on the colors. We've got Hulk, Amadeus Cho, fighting in the arena, trying to free his friends. The problem is he doesn't want to fully let loose and let the monster out, but he may need to in order to do this. Meanwhile, some of the other characters are looking for other reinforcements. Uh, the Warlord, not uh, the Warlord. Uh, oh, okay. I was going to ask you, of Warlord and Barbarian no, Not fame. of Warlord and Barbarian fame. The Warlord who... Uh, Rules on Sakaar, tries to 
come to an agreement with Amadeus. Amadeus isn't having it. He goes and fights a giant scorpion lobster creature thing. Amadeus, Amadeus. And then uh, they open the portal once more and bring in an old friend of the Hulk's who is going to pound him into oblivion. (laughs) Yeah, there's some fun stuff in there. Very fun. Luke Cage, number 168, written by David F. Walker, art by Guillermo Sana, colors by Miroslav Merva. There's a really cool uh, kind of uh, uh, sequence in the beginning that starts with 20 years ago. We see some toxic sludge uh, being buried in the ground. Uh, Then 10 years ago, we see uh, a bit of its... Uh, been dug up and uh, it's completely ignored. 18 months ago, some prisoners that uh, in the prison that has been built on that location are starting to feel weird. And then now the prisoners, including Luke Cage, are being forced to dig uh, underneath the prison. They're coming across this uh, toxic material. It's having really weird effects on them. It's kind of making them crazy. Uh, the big bad, and by, by big, I mean big-brained, mm. Bad guy. What's his name again? I forget. Ringmaster. 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 Get your head in the game, Tucker. Uh, Not one Stone Cold Steve Steve Austin. Not Steve Austin. Just so we know. We're still waiting to uh, accept his invitation to appear on this show. Yeah. (laughs) Steve, get back to us. Steve, get back to us. Have your people call it. He, it turns out, Ringmaster is using this material and it's getting pumped into his big, nasty brain. uh, Luke tries to lead a mutiny against the guards. That's quickly quelled. Uh, they continue Ooh, digging. They uh, uh, they eventually come straight up against the guards, who are, of course, uh, incredibly violent uh, with them. There's a cave-in underneath the prison, uh, and that's where we leave off, underground in the caged storyline. Yeah. All right, we've got Monsters Unleashed number nine. This is a new creative team. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, part one of Learning Curve. This is written by Justin Jordan, who uh, he uh, worked on the Luther Strode books oh, yeah. with uh, our pal Trad Moore. There you go. Um, uh, did those, uh, but I be- I'm pretty sure this is his first Marvel work. Pretty sure it is yeah. as well. Uh, Justin Jordan here for the first time. Uh, it's got giant bees. Mm, uh, bees. And, you know, the kaiju are kind of like they're a little bored. Um they're having a tough time. Scrag is mm. the star here, really. Uh, he's kind of lonely. Scrag is, uh, he's great. He's like this giant insectoid mm-hmm. uh, monster bug. and But he's not your traditional, like, conquer everything. He's got layers. He's funny. He's pithy. There's a different, tech, you know, uh, angle they take with him. Uh, but they're, they're kind of lonely and bored because Kai's not been treating them the way that they should be treated, really. Right. And now he's going to find a way to work with them a little bit better. Uh, and ultimately, dancing saves the day. Dancing does save the day. It's a good mm. lesson to be learned. I really dug this issue. It was a lot of it fun. It was good. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Miss Marvel, number 25, written by G. Willow Wilson, art by Nico Leone, colors by Ian Herring. This is part one of Teenage Wasteland. Miss Marvel is nowhere to be found. She is missing. Jersey City is in peril. But fortunately, uh, we've got her friends... Filling in, dressing up as Miss Marvel, trying to help, trying to save the day. Um, they they got their hands embiggened, and they're ready to. Uh, they have the best of intentions. Um, we've got one of her friends here shows up with a giant sandwich to entice Kamala into hopefully coming back from wherever she is. We don't that know where get she me. is. 
Yeah, I would do it in a heartbeat. Um, he heads over to her brother. He doesn't know where Kamala is. Nobody knows where Kamala is. Another one of her friends meets up with Red Dagger. They go on a little bit of a patrol. There's something going on in a nursing home. They investigate into that, and it leads to a giant frog creature busting into the whole situation. And uh, it's crazy. Yeah, Nico, uh, he does a cool job of like evoking that Adrian Alfona sense of weird and quirkiness sure. throughout. Like in the beginning, there's in Bayonne, New Jersey, which I'm sure you're familiar oh, with. Oh, yeah, I'm intimately familiar with. <laughs> there's a jail there, and uh, guarding the jail is an alligator with a machine gun strapped yep. to its back, yep. as you would expect that's, in Bayonne. That's, that's what you find yeah. in Bayonne, New Jersey. Yeah, and this issue has the return of Dr. Knox, who yep. was instrumental in creating the inventor, the clone of Thomas Edison, a cockatiel mm. we saw earlier in Ms. Marvel. So it was a cool way to bring all that back. Very cool. Digging it. Oh, and uh, in June, we get issue, the 50th issue of Ms. Marvel. 50th issue of Ms. Marvel. Oh, awesome. They said it would never happen. <laughs> they're I don't wrong. know who they are, but they're wrong. Uh, Old Man Logan, number 32, written by Ed Brisson. Look at that cover. Oh, it's so cool. Yep, such a good cover. Yep. It's oh, man. Logan leaping through a, a storm of... Uh, when you say Logan leaping, it reminds me of the song 12 Days of Christmas. And I'm picturing like... Five Logan yeah, sleeping. Five Logan sleeping. Yeah, and like 80... Arrows shooting at his face, right. uh, and it looks awesome. Uh, art by Mike Diodato Jr., colors by Frank Martin, Carlos Lopez. Uh, it takes place. Uh, well, we start with uh, some kind of crazy resurrection uh, that uh, Gorgon has undertaken. Uh, then we go uh, and we're uh, in Tokyo, where uh, Gorgon has kind of uh, used this serum to make uh, the members of the hand kind of unbeatable. Uh, they mend themselves similar to the way that Logan does. Uh, he eventually comes up against uh, Logan himself. They throw down. Logan is pretty much beaten down time and time again as he realizes the powers uh, that this crew now has. And well, the end is nuts. It is nuts. The end is nuts. It is nuts. This is a particularly devastating emotional mm -hmm. issue. Like, if you are a longtime Wolverine fan, this is one that you you know will hit Logan very hard. Very hard. It's brutal. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, on to Peter Parker's Spectacular Spider-Man number 298. Wow. Written by Chip, Z there. Chip Zdarsky, art by Adam Kubert and Juan Frigetti, uh, colors by Jason Keith. Uh, we saw at the end of the issue, previous issue, Peter Parker had turned himself into the police, but they're kind of the police. Uh, they're the Gray Blade, Gray Blade. Agent Mintz and his no-goodniks. Mm, don't like them. Mm -mm, no. Uh, and they're going after May. They're going after all this stuff. Peter gets some help by uh, his sister and the Human Torch. More good Spider-Man Human Torch stuff in this issue. Torch gets a lot of love this week. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. A lot of it from Chip Zdarsky. And that's okay. And uh, Uncanny Avengers as well, but that, that Zdarsky. Yes. Uh, there's some just some really cool stuff in here. Uh, and then we get lots of villain action, which I was really, really, really into. Uh, who do we see in here? Uh, Shocker, Vulture, Whiplash. Uh, there's also Talk of the Bar with No Name, which, yeah, I know it's called Javelins. <laughs> and Chip It'll always it. be the bar with no name. Exactly. It's always going to be that to us. Uh, and then, yeah, I, I kind of want Black Panther to come and fix all my problems. Oh, yeah. That seems like a good thing. That would be good. All right. Spider-Gwen, number 27, continuing the Gwenum storyline, written by Jason Latour, art by Veronica Fish and Olivia Margraff, colors by Rico Renzi. Uh, we've got a dirty cop 
a dirty cop who is out on the loose and who is uh, trying to swindle some people, get something for nothing, this uh, Richie character. And Spider-Gwen as Gwenum comes upon him and basically threatens him and says, you know, you've done horrible stuff. My father has suffered as a result of what's going on with you. She runs into the Punisher. They get in a little uh, brawl, a pretty cool brawl. We get to see Spider-Gwen use her new powers very liberally. And there's stuff going on with Matt Murdock. There's stuff going on with Foggy Nelson. There is stuff going on with Uncle Ben. Uh, and a an alliance, an interesting alliance forms at the end of this issue. Star Wars Poe Dameron is next. We are the spark that'll light the fire that'll burn the First Order down. That's right. It's the galaxy's best pilot. It's Poe. It's written by Charles Soule. Uh, art by Angel Anzueta. Colors by Rafe Prianto. Uh, this continues the storyline on Kato Neomodia, where they're trying to break Lorsan Tekka out. Uh, Black just Squadron. rifles off these names of things like nothing. <laughs> Black Squadron. I have no idea what you're saying. Uh, Black Squadron is uh, kind of, uh, has been charged by Leia with doing this. It's it's a great, um, uh, I, I, I feel like I've read a few really great uh, Charles Soule kind of, Breakout or or kind of heist issues uh, in, in the past, and this is one of them. Uh, it uh, it tells the tale of of Leia kind of scheming and getting the team in using Poe not as a pirate a pirate as a pilot, but uh, he could be a pirate. He was He's not so a pirate either. Yeah. Come on, that'd be cool, Charles. We'll be in touch, <laughs> Charles. Uh, <laughs> Charles, are you there? <laughs> Uh, the uh, plan works out. They're about to get off the planet, and then a couple of very unexpected folks show up right at the last second and mar the plans entirely. Yes, indeed. All right, we've got Tales of Suspense number 100. All right, we yes. did it. Uh, this is the first part of Red Ledger. Uh, it's written by Matthew Rosenberg, art by Travel Foreman, colors by Rochelle Rosenberg, Travel Foreman. No relationship between the Rosenbergs, do we I, know? I don't believe Brother so. and sister? Nope. No, no. Any, relation, any relationship to Julius and Ethel Rosenberg? I don't believe so. What? Okay. But well, you never well, you know. better hope yeah. not. Yeah. yeah. You never know. That's a couple <laughs> generations removed, so yeah. maybe. Well, Matt, are you there? <laughs> Matt. Matt, hello. Matt, hello. Be in touch. Anyway, for wrestling fans, uh, you know how they chant the names of like someone like... This would be, fans would be chanting travel, foreman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because, oh my God, he's so good. Uh, and just like the last thing we saw travel do was Ultimates 2, yep. which is a giant, cosmic, trippy, weird story. And now it's like very grounded. It's Clint Barton uh, looking for clues as to, hey, maybe, maybe, maybe Black Widow's alive. What's maybe. going on? She People that. What? Maggie, <laughs> Maggie's like jaw audible, hit the floor. Yeah, her jaw opened up and I could hear it. It was great. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, yeah. Maybe she's alive because there are people that she would have gone off killing and they are I being killed. I love Matt's Hawkeye dialogue. So he great. He writes a tremendous Hawkeye. Let's be honest. Matt has been writing a tremendous everything yeah, of late. But and it is, yeah, his Hawkeye is really good. He gets, he goes to a Hydra funeral uh, because that's where he thinks he might find some answers. He starts going to different places and he's he gets arrested. He gets out of trouble he gets into trouble he gets tossed around and stuff and ultimately he goes and he finds himself face to face with the winter soldier another ex-lover lover of the black widow and they're both trying to figure out the same thing what the heck's going on because there's a calling card being left 
for in certain places that would seem to signify that Natasha is still around and she is still doing her business, but they do not know and they have to get to the bottom of mm-hmm. things. This is a tremendous issue, nearly one of my picks. Yeah, gosh, very good gosh. issue, very good stuff. Uh, also, very good stuff. Venom number one fifty nine, part three of Venom Inc., written by Mike Costa, story by Dan Slott and Mike Costa, art by Gerardo Sandoval, who kills it in this issue. Colors by David Curiel. Uh, Eddie Brock has been separated from his symbiote. Meanwhile, Spidey and an- the new Anti Venom agent, Anti Venom, are fighting some symbioted up uh, villains who are working for Maniac. There's a lot of great action in here. The symbiote escapes. It reunites with Eddie. Uh, Black Cat manages to get her symbiote off, but she's not doing much for the rest of the guys. Uh, she escapes. She has a little argument with Eddie Brock. Uh, the symbiote once again tries to reunite with Eddie Brock, and we've got symbiotes just all over the place, uh, making making mischief, causing trouble. A great bit at the end here where Spider-Man gives Flash a nice pep talk and says, you know, I'm really glad you're in this. And then it's revealed that they're hanging upside down, chained up uh, as he says this. And he's like, you know, this would have been uh, this would have been great if you had told me this sooner. Yeah. Uh, what a, there's a couple of things I love about this. The mm-hmm. Gerardo Sandoval you mentioned, yep. he does such awesome faces and teeth and like and big hulking characters. Yep. But he also does such a great job with making Spider-Man's mask show emotion, yes. which is such a, you know, like it can be such a great story storytelling tool mm-hmm. so good there he's like the eric larson to stegman's mcfarlane yeah, in terms of I like see that. the balance and the style and the trippiness and the coolness and the, the monsters it's just i'm loving what he's doing uh in this storyline right now x-men gold number 18 uh the negative zone war part three it's written by mark guggenheim art by ken lashley colors by arif prianto uh, we start with the Xavier Institute, which is being repaired. Then we jump far, 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 far away to the planet Dartaius, where there's an alien war happening that the X-Men have been caught in the middle of. Man. Uh, Kurt has been taken prisoner, uh, and he's trying to teleport himself out of there. Uh, he manages to you know, kind of semi-successfully uh, as the X-Men continue to try and negotiate their way out. And then right at the end, there is some more crazy, awesome alien monster action. Uh, A lot of fun. Looking forward to the next issue. All right. We saved this one for last, but a book came out this week called X-Men Grand Design. And oh boy, is it something. Yeah. So it is written, drawn, cartooned. Everything. By Mr. Ed Piscor, who is a cartoonist mostly on indie and mini Mm -hmm. comics. Uh, He graduated from the Kubert School, but he did... Oh, there's the comment for me, guys. Sorry. Uh, Ed Piscor did Hip Hop Family Tree, a history of hip hop comic, which has very similar, a lot of similarities to X-Men Grand Design. Don't worry about continuity for this, like nope. in, in terms of like, well, this doesn't fit. This is telling the, the history of the X-Men, but there's a really cool bit of business at the end, which helps you piece all the things mm-hmm. together and actually looks, okay, this was shown in this comic. At this point, this was a flashback in this comic. This is actually taken. There's one piece that was taken from X-Men Evolution. Yeah. And I thought it was really neat. It's like, let's take this this bit because it was never fleshed out. Mm -hmm. And it it does fit all into this continuity. But if you want this, like, cool, overarching story of the X-Men, this is the book. Yeah, this is the one. The art, fantastic. Ed just does so many cool little details and so many cool little different ways of drawing the X-Men. We basically see... So far, they made it through about where the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants formed. They have a lot of work still to do in the next uh, issue, or if there's more than one issue, but we'll see. Think about it, though. This issue starts sure. with like 
free man. Yep. And then it really starts, it kicks off in earnest with Marvel Comics number one mm-hmm. with Angel, uh, with uh, uh, Namor, Namor and Human, Human Torch. Torch in a big battle. And it really starts rolling from there. And even the ripples of those things affect everything in this yep. book. Yeah. It's cool stuff. Um, really, really big fan of what Ed's doing. Yeah. Uh, I love the X-Men. They were my gateway into marvel to begin with so it's cool to see them celebrated in such a cool fashion yeah and it's, it's a real trippy thing and look this is a six dollar book yep so you're gonna have to make a decision but it's ja- it's huge it's yeah, jam-packed it's, it. it's got really nice paper stock mm-hmm. it is a very it's a real special book yep. i think it's something that prestige it's a it's a that's a perfect word for it ben that it's a prestige book it's something special Something I'm really glad we took a chance on and doing because it's it's different. I would love to see this sort of history for, a, for everyone, you know, yeah. a Spider-Man, yeah. uh, Avengers. Avengers, you know, like you could do some really interesting stories and it's, it, it weaves in all these different things. And there were so many pieces in this I had no clue about. Oh, yeah. The, the, it was like Cameron Hodge and, and Angel had this history together. I didn't know that. I did know that, but there was definitely stuff in here that I didn't know. Jack of Diamonds. Jack of Diamonds. Crazy. Man. The way that uh, um, uh, Cyclops and, uh, and Havoc's dad met Chad. Yeah. Like, that's a I, cool thing. I don't, know if, I don't even know if that's ever been told before. I, it, it was referenced in the the back. He actually oh, pulled they it from say something. where it's from. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, there's that's like amazing. three or four, three pages in here that says, yeah, we pulled this story, uh, these elements, and this, this line in Grand Design mm-hmm. from this book. And he like digs deep. He had to have gone through... Every X Men comic ever created, mm-hmm. it's an amazing achievement, yeah. and this is only part of the way through. Ed Ed created him. I, th- I believe he created himself a, a couple of collages, kind of that have like Polaroid pictures of himself when he was seven, what, like uh, in uh, went watch playing with X Men toys. There's uh, picture cartoons that he drew with crayons of X Men when he was a kid. I mean, basically exactly what you guys are saying. This dude knows his stuff out the wazoo. It is so good. And you can just really tell he cares so much. I mean, you really have to to be a creative giant like he is on this book. Yeah. And I believe I heard at one of the conventions, I don't think it was Ed himself, but one of his editors saying he um, met with Chris Claremont to get kind of like Claremont's blessing to Mm -hmm. do this, which I think is extra cool. That's I mean, that's cool that you're saying the guy who really solidified so much of Mm -hmm. the lore over the years Says, yeah, go for it, kid. Yeah, go for it. Have fun. <laughs> Take your shot, kid. Yeah. Uh, it, it, your comic shop will thank you. Pick up this book. Let us know what you think. Yep. Hashtag This Week in Marvel or Twim Podcast at Marvel.com. But there are more things out this week, such as the collections on sale, all new Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2, Riders in the Sky, mm-hmm. Deadpool mm-hmm. Classic, Volume 20. Oh, my God. Volume 20? <laughs> <laughs> Very impressive. Amazing. Uh, this is this actually covers Ultimate Deadpool comics. Nice. These various stories from the Ultimate Universe. Gwenpool, The Unbelievable, Volume 4, Beyond the Fourth Wall. Hawkeye, Kate Bishop, Volume 2, Masks. Invincible Iron Man, Ironheart, Volume 2, Choices in Hardcover. Monsters Unleashed. Runaways, Volume 8, Dead End Kids. Dead End Kids. Spider-Man, Brand New Day, The Complete Collection, Volume 4. 
Totally Awesome Hulk, Volume 4, My Best Friends Are Monsters. Wolverine by Daniel Way, The Complete Collection, Volume 3. On the Marvel Comics app this week, we've got Avengers West Coast, issues 58 and 59, as well as issues 63 through 75. Kazar from 1997, number 8 through number 14. Marvel Adventures, The Avengers, 23 through 39. And here's a good one, Strike Force Moratory, 14 through 26. Heck yeah, baby. I love Strike Force Moratory. Yeah. Yeah. Digital collections on sale this week. Atlas Era Tales of Suspense Masterworks Volume 3. Avengers, Avengers West Coast, Along Came a Spider-Woman. Kazar by Mark Wade and Andy Kubert, Volume 2. Spider-Man, Spider-Hunt, Strike Force, Moritori, Volume 2. Cool. Freshly digitized on Marvel Unlimited this week, we've got all-new Wolverine, number 21. Amazing Spider-Man, Renew Your Vows, number 8. Ben Riley, Scarlet Spider, number 3. Black Panther and the Crew, Volume 3. Captain America, Sam Wilson, number 23. Dead of Night, number 11, from 1973. Deadpool, number 32. Defenders, number one. Generation X, number three. Heroes Reborn Remnants, number one. Hulk, number seven. Kingpin, number five. Marvel Spotlight, number 26, from the 70s. Marvel Universe Avengers Ultron Revolution, number 11. Ms. Marvel, number 19. Old Man Logan, number 25. Secret Empire, number four. Secret Empire United, number one. Secret Warriors, number three. Spider-Man, The Mutant Agenda, number three. Star Wars, number 32. Strike Force Moratory, Electric Undertow, oh, yeah. number five. Oh, yeah. I hope we had the others. Yeah, me too. Uh, Thanos, number eight. Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, number 21. Unbelievable Gwenpool, number 17. Uncanny Avengers, number 24. Venom, 151. Vision Director's Cut, number one. Weapon X, number four. X-Men Blue, number five. And Zombies Assemble, number three. Uh, what about a little bit of news? Yeah, let's talk some news. Starting with uh, Avengers No Surrender. We've alluded to it a couple times. It is the big weekly series. It's going to be starting on January 10th, 2018. It's going to involve the casts of Avengers, U.S. Avengers, Occupy Avengers, and Uncanny Avengers, all working together against a giant threat. Uh, this week on the site, we got a sneak peek at the Lethal Legion. Yeah. We're going to be a new team of villains that were designed by Pepe Larraz. Mentacle. Yep, Mentacle is on the scene. Mentacle so is my pick. Big. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be awesome. We can't wait for it to start in January. Yeah, that's going to be really good. Someone on Twitter asked me, like, hey, what's going to happen with uh, Uncanny Avengers? Because mm-hmm. I said it was the end of the end of that series. Yeah. Uh, but it's those characters those creators the creators the characters they're all flowing into this avengers no surrender series so you you will get your fix of your us avengers of your uncanny avengers even your occupy avengers which mm. has been gone for a little bit but uh they bring them back yeah uh we got a little dlc dlc for lego marvel superheroes 2 that went live this week guardians of the galaxy volume 2 the guardians classic and out of time packs mm. uh get them if you have the season pass you can you should be able to just Bop, bop, bop. Download them. It's like I was I was doing the article today. It's like two ninety nine to get it. Yeah, you really can't afford not to. Yeah, why would it's, you not? It's it's a it's a steal. Yes. Uh, and coming to Marvel's Avengers Academy is the Pet Avengers, Red Wing and Feline Loki costumes. Get that, will you? You can't afford to not get that. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're in true. the game. Chip Zdarsky and his. Howard the Duck collaborator Joe Quinones are collaborating on three issues of Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man, starting with issue number 301. We had not one but two stories about this on Marvel.com this week. Uh, Very exciting stuff. They're going to be telling a tale where Spidey 
J. Jonah Jameson and Teresa Parker are thrown back in time. Mm. It's an old school. It's an old school story. These guys love working with each other. Uh, we're excited to have them back together. It's going to be great. Yeah, and this week the uh, the solicitations came out for the comics releasing in March 2018, and I thought, you know, we never really do like do a focus on those. Yeah, um, as we're trying to switch up the the show and bring you guys a little bit of news in here. We also wanted to say, all right, well, what's coming out in March 2018? Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess we printed this out before I bolded some stuff, which is okay. That's my fault. I did it like 10 minutes before we came in here because <laughs> yep. uh, I've been super busy today. But, um, Ben, if you see anything, I know for sure Damnation Johnny Blaze Ghostwriter number oh. one I'm yeah. excited about. Oh, Very looks excited. awesome. Written by Christopher Sabela and art by Phil Noto. Mm. The summary on this oh, one man, is that he's going to draw a killer ghost. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Blaze takes the fight to a different devil than he usually faces, Mephisto. But Mephisto will show Johnny his own brand of suffering and give Johnny plenty of reasons for vengeance. Now, if I'm not mistaken, uh, this Damnation one shot is part of the larger Damnation crossover mm. that is flowing between Doctor Strange, Iron Fist, Scarlet Spider. And this book. Cool. Um, and possibly more. I, I know a lot of books are getting involved in it. It's going to be really cool. It's a big fight in Las Vegas against Mephisto. Uh, I will be in Vegas as it's going on. So I will get you guys the on-the-ground report Perfect. of what's happening. <laughs> and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, we've got more issues of Avengers No Surrender mm-hmm. coming that month. Um, Joe Bennett coming on for art. Yeah, Avengers that's going to be great. Infinity uh, Countdown number one. Yes, Infinity In Countdown. Infinity Countdown Prime. Yes, so Mike Diodato on Prime for uh, on art for Prime, and then Aaron Cooter on art for Infinity Countdown. Yep. Really like the story that Jerry and everybody's been building in Guardians of the Galaxy, ramping it up for what's yep. coming with Infinity Countdown, and you know them stones. Oh, them stones. Them stones. Them stones. We have got uh, the debut of Iron Man Hong Kong Heroes, written by Howard Wong, art by Justice Wong. That is about the Iron Man Experience uh, exhibit from the China Disneyland, and they uh, made it into a comic. Is it Hong Kong Disneyland, or is it... Uh, Shanghai? Shanghai. Yeah, I think it's Shanghai. Yeah. Yeah. Is that yeah? Is that's where the wherever the ride is? Yeah. Uh, because we we open different experiences in different parks. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, that, but that's cool though. Like tying in more to the attractions, yep. which is great. Uh, there's going to be a prelude, uh, first issue of the two part Marvel's Ant Man and the Wasp prelude series. Wow. Written by Will Corona Pilgrim and art by Chris Allen. So I'm looking forward to that. Shout out to our boy Will. Will. Yep. Mm. New Mutants Dead Souls is going to be debuting. That's a six-issue limited series with a bunch of characters and Strong Guy. The really important thing is that Strong Guy's in it. Uh, Matt Rosenberg's writing it. Adam Gordon's drawing it. It's going to be great stuff. I I have to say, even though it's issue number two mm. that's been announced here, Star Wars Thrawn. Jody Hauser's jumping on that uh, with Luke Ross on art. Uh, can't wait to see the Grand Admiral come to comics. Oh, that's going to be awesome. I'll be honest. I don't know anything about Thrawn. Oh! I've never read whatever he's or been experienced to what he's been in. Yeah, this might come as a shock, but I don't even know who Thrawn is. <laughs> uh, well, he's like the most schemingest, baddest, most blue-skinned, red-eyed, bad guy, executive power of the Empire. Oh, it's awesome. Who's more evil, Thrawn or uh, um, from A New Hope? Um Tarkin. Grand Moff Tarkin. Yes. Uh, Thank you, Maggie. Maggie, Maggie with the save there. <laughs> mm, big save. Uh, 
I don't know. I, I feel like we, at this point, have gotten more uh, kind of deeper into the Th- Thrawn story. Um, but like I said, there there's something incredibly smart uh, and intelligent and scheming about the way Thawne, Thrawn does his business. Um, uh, kind of probably most famously, his stories have been told by Timothy Zahn in novel form. Uh, but he's just such a cool villain. Got it. Yeah. Uh, and of course, we have Weapon H. Weapon number H, number one, starring the uh, inevitable Hulk Vereen. Yeah. Ooh. Who was introduced uh, over in the pages of Weapon X. Greg Pox writing that. Corey Smith's drawing it. Should be pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, there's some great collect, lots of collections out, you know, the, in March. But I wanted to point out the uh, complete collection, Volume One of Annihilation, which is. Tremendous! I uh, want to point out New Mutants Demon Bear. Yes, I definitely want to. That's going to be awesome. That is definitely going to be awesome, and I would highly suggest you're, you're definitely going to want to read that if you like going to the movies yep, yep. or like things that are good. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm just assuming. Hmm. Uh, there's a great collection for Thor versus Hulk Champions of the Universe, which collects yep. the uh, digital series. Which Jeremy Whitley worked on. Yep, yep. And, which is really, really good. So pick it up in collection if you didn't read it digitally, or you can read it now. Go on you know, your Marvel app, your Comixology app. Pick up them their issues. Yeah. Uh, so that was just a little look at, at what's coming a out. A look at the solicits. I like it. Yeah. Very nice. It's weird thinking about those solicits coming out. I will not be. You will not be I here. I will be teaching kids. Ba- little tiny no, babies. Little babies. <laughs> Oof. That's, Oof. Yeah. I, I do have a question. Yeah. Will you, will you be reading comics every week? Will you take a break? Will no. you be picking your favorites? What's your plan? I'm going to keep reading comics. I've been reading comics every ever since I've been here. I'm going to keep yeah. up on everything. You know, it's interesting. He may know someone mm-hmm. who works here hmm. who puts together a list with codes for every issue that comes out that yeah. week. And he may have access to that list if he so know. chooses to I have. I don't know what this but, means. you know, that's just on him. That's I don't just, know what you're talking we'll about. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's good. Uh, so th- that was a little bit of a twist. We're going to evolve the news section here. Uh, sometimes we'll have interviews, sometimes we won't. But we want to be able to, when we say this week in Marvel, we want to make sure we give you guys what's happening mm-hmm. at Marvel. So in the future, I want to get like, oh, this episode of this TV show is coming out, has come out this week. Here's the quick summary of it. Uh, here's the news. Here's the other things that are happening. Uh, and so we can get that to you guys because we want to make sure it's a, uh, it covers all the bases and all the good stuff that's happening. With that said, it's time for this week of Marvel questions and comments. Questions and comments. All right. We're going to dive into them. Um, let's see. This is uh, Amanda Ah Francis uh, saying uh, – uh, I can explain. I can Please. explain. Lorraine tweeted, uh, as as you guys so kindly alluded Lorraine to. Sink. Lorraine Sink tweeted uh, – I, she, I believe she said, I am retweeting my coworker at Tucker Marcus uh, because I think he might be a genius or just like really, really weird. And so that's what she said. Ah. And then uh, Amanda, who is a listener of This Week in Marvel, she said, I listened to him on uh, This Week in Marvel, but for some reason didn't look up his Twitter until now. This is great. Hashtag new follow. There you uh, go. My moment in the sun. If you want to follow Tucker, it's T U C K E R M A R. K-U-S. I'm A-G-E-N-T-M. Ben is B-E-N-J-M-O-R-S-E. Maggie, what is Maggie? It's Wanda. Let me try. I can try and spell it. It's like M-A-G-G-I-N-A-N-I-M-O-U-S. Oh, my God. Look at that. Well done, Tucker. Wow, Tucker. You came to play today. 
So get all the follows in. Uh, Amanda also says, finally catch up on my This Week in Marvel podcast, and I loved listening to Quirky Recons, Gabby Rivera's Rivera. New York Comic-Con interview on SoundCloud. Looks like I have a new series to pick up. I have been convinced. Hashtag Excellent. would recommend. I, I love that. If you haven't picked up America, there's a bunch of issues uh, available on Marvel Unlimited. You yep. can dabble in it with your subscription. Yeah, there you go. Carol Cross, Kinky Comic Girl, says... With the Hulk, Weapon X, and Avengers Champions crossovers being so much fun and so successful, are we going to see more crossovers over events? I think we'll still get a mix of the two. You know, we're always going to see events because they're big, they're exciting, they're cool. But crossovers between individual titles are also really neat, and we'll uh, we'll definitely see more of those. Yes. Um, there, There's a couple in here from Jim Radloff and a couple of other listeners who have questions or comments or concerns or, or just notes about mm-hmm. the recent news about... Disney and Fox and Disney purchasing uh, 20th Century Fox and those assets. I talked about the specific language last week. <laughs> That's what we could do. We cannot really get into anything more because I don't I don't know all the details. I don't want to mm-hmm. tell you anything. When we get all that, we're going to share it with you. We're all, you know, it's exciting. It's fun. We're looking forward to what all it means. Um, I know you guys uh, have different feelings, but let's see what happens. I remember when, you know, Disney bought Marvel hmm. and the like the big meeting and we were all like what the hell is yep. happening mm. and then it worked out to where we are now and it's been so great the so best. I'm very hopeful I'm excited looking forward to it we have no news and we can't really dig into any of the questions or comments or suggestions that you guys have don't want you to think we're ignoring you but I just wanted to make sure I addressed it hmm. Joshua Cooper at Commander Socket says, My favorite Marvel moment of 2017 is when Gabby met Deadpool. Great moment. Uh, Gabby, of course, of all-new Wolverine. You ha- she, uh, Josh can, goes on to say, You have no idea how excited this news makes me. Uh, the news being Gabby's superhero codename reveal. Uh, Josh says, is it Gabarine? Please be Gabarine. You know what? It's not. It's, not it's a good suggestion, Josh. It's a good suggestion, but the reality is even better. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> Kelsey Knobloch says, I owe Donnie Cates and Greg uh, Gabriel Hernandez Walta an apology. I automatically disliked their run of Doctor Strange just because they weren't Jason Aaron and Chris Pachalo, whose 2015 to 17 Doc Strange got me into comics. But issue 382 can the Doctor isn't just in good hands, he's in great hands. Yes. Nice little turnaround. There. Very true. Rafi B uh, says, Runaways is taking a few liberties from the comics. And I like it. Yes. Pretty sure the big twist won't be the same. That's we, what I'm wondering, man. We, yeah. As we get closer and closer to that big twist, I'm, I'm sweating. I'm, well, do they have Hulu in Las Vegas? Yeah. Oh, great. They got You're Hulu cool. You're safe. Don't You're worry. I'll okay. be keeping up. Uh, Raph says, there's Ultimate Avengers on TV right now. Never imagined I would see that anytime soon. Mm-hmm. He also says, a devil dinosaur poster and Marvel Star Wars Pez dispenser. Alex is all of us geeks. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a devil dinosaur looking dinosaur, but... I don't know if it's for sure devil Yeah, I would dinosaur. not call it devil dinosaur. Uh, Robert at Captain Rogers 44 says, Captain America 696 was a great book. The swordsman, no matter who has the title, is still <laughs> the worst. Excited to see Cap take on Craven next. Yes. I mean... It's it's sword versus shield. Come on, how do you not love that? Yeah. I, I I you know I, I feel like that's a classic clash that I always love. For sure, more. it's good stuff. Yeah. RP sixty seven buff pie zan sixty seven Doctor Strange and Silver Surfer dance party, and then it's a uh, panel from an old Defenders comic of Doctor Strange and Silver Surfer and looking like they're dancing. I love it. It's I great. want them to yeah, dance and definitely. party all night long. Let us combine our powers. Mind the mystic. Yours the cosmic. 
And then they, they and kiss. And they dance. Uh, <laughs> all right. Simon Williams has a couple tweets. He says, Twim of the Week for December 6th, Avengers number 674. The art was fantastic. Based on the scenes between Viv and Vision, I would love to see Mark, Wait, Mark Wade mm, write a Vision series. That'd be something. Mm-hmm. And Simon's Twim of the Week for December 13th was Unbeatable Squirrel Girl number 27. There's something off about Silver Surfer. I just can't put my finger on yeah, it. Yeah, it's tough. Bro. Bro, don't worry about it, bro. You're good, bro. <laughs> uh, reading Secret Warriors number 10. The team dynamic is going to be interesting now that Quake and Inferno have gone to the, to bone, the bone zone. The zone of bones. Uh, yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> reading Falcon number three. One of the things I've enjoyed most about the series is the relationship between Falcon and Patriot. Honestly, I'd like to see all the established black heroes mentoring the younger ones. I, 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 want, I want all the black heroes in all the books. I want all the people of color in all the books. It's awesome. But Falcon is a great place to see uh, Falcon and Patriot right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Simon says, the trailer for the Miles Morales movie looks interesting. I hope it has a good story and does well at the box office. Us too. Oh, uh, yeah, us too. Interesting is the most smallest word I would use for that because I would use one million words for that trailer. It, it, it's a beautiful oh. trailer. Uh, into the so, Spider-Verse. It's yep. just it's gorgeous. So excited. Yeah, I, I remember when I first saw stuff for it a while ago internally, and I was like, whoa, yeah. this is cool. This yeah. is different. I was not expecting it, and it made me very happy. Now that it's out there, it's really, it's really, really neat. Uh, Simon says Marvel Rising looks exciting. He wants it to include Miles Morales and Amadeus Cho uh, and, and complains about some other people who are complaining about it. You know what? It'll you know, People are going to like it. They're mm-hmm. not going to like it. I am very excited about Marvel Rising. Yeah, We've very been, excited. You know, like the team has been working on it for a long time in various different ways. There's a lot to Marvel Rising, mm-hmm. and and I'm very excited for it. We should get Sana on the show soon to talk more about it. I'm sure she's talked about it on Women of Marvel. Pry her away from Women of Marvel. Yeah. New, <laughs> newly minted vice president, Sana Amanat. Oh, no kidding. Good yeah, for her. I there congratulated her last night. Awesome. Uh, she's well-deserved. She's, she's a rock star. Uh, it's pretty great. And then um, uh, Simon says, in regards to my tweet about a cooking comic from episode 319, I have some ideas and will be willing to write it. Oh, would you? Whoa. Oh. Thank uh, you, How generous of you. (laughs) Uh, No, we cannot accept unsolicited ideas or submissions. Uh, at Lex Pendragon says, okay, so Lex is referring to a tweet from Rob Nolan at Ref Gamlin. He says, pinning notes, so w- w- and Rob said, pinning notes up at my desk at work when it dawns on me that I could really use some Captain America shield drawing pins hmm. only to find that they don't exist that he can find. So someone get to it. What is a drawing pin? I, is it I, just a, like a thumbtack? That's what I'm picturing. Because I, I don't, a push pin? Yeah. Is well, then, it, what's then, a drawing pin? Then Lex Pendragon says, uh, that ref had a great idea, and you should get your office supplies department on this. Oh, yes, our office box. supplies department. Let's yes. go talk to them. Yeah, the, the dozens. I, yeah. I just bought a bunch of pens on Amazon. <laughs> yep. Liter- literally just bought a bunch of pens. Ryan this is our office supplies department. So, hey, guys. <laughs> He's right here. I got pens. I actually have a draw full of office supplies. Excellent. Again, yeah. that's at A G E N T M. Correct. For your office supply needs. Yeah. Those are our questions and comments. I want two things from you listeners for next week. One, make Ben cry. Make me cry. Hashtag This Week in Marvel, twimpodcast at marvel.com. Anything you want to say to Ben, a thank you, uh, a good luck. Anything you want to say, Ben will be, uh, that'll be his last episode. We will keep going. And then, two, what's your favorite Marvel thing from 2017? Yep. Yeah. That's our big end of the year show. Do me a favor. 
Remind me to tweet it. You guys all tweet it and yep. put it out there so we can pull in some extra tweets. We're going to focus on what was your favorite of 2017. Come back in the new year. We're talking about what we're most excited for in 2018. That'll be really great. With this last few moments, I am going to give the floor to Maggie. 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 This is your last episode that you're with us. I want you to, uh, whatever you want to say, I'm, I'm going to step away. You have my microphone. Ladies and gentlemen, at Magananimous on Twitter, here she is. Da, da, da. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. That was really nice of you. Um, yeah, I've had a great time with these guys. Ben is like the best boss anyone could ever ask for. Just here, here. FYI. Um, yeah, I've worked at a few different places and Ben like blows everybody else out of the water. Yeah. Don't tell my other employers <laughs> that. Um, Tucker has been awesome to work with. P.S. All Any article that I've ever put out has been made a million times more amazing because <laughs> Tucker edited it and he's damn good at it. Not true, not true. Uh, check out, by the way, check out Maggie's awesome holiday headquarters highlights for all your holiday Marvel needs. Yes. Great job, Maggie. Good plug. And thanks, Ryan. Again, I've had a great time working for you. You've also been super kind and super nah. wonderful and just... <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, everyone here is like the nicest, most welcoming person, and I've had a great time, so thank you, and I appreciate having the floor. <laughs> what was your favorite uh, thing being an intern at Marvel? Oh, man, that's so <laughs> hard. Um, I liked being able to meet and interview some of like my favorite people, like Dan Slott, I got mm -hmm. to interview him, and he's one of my favorite writers, um, but just working here and everyone actually being a fan of what they're doing and so much love and passion. And that really speaks to what kind of company this is. And that was really amazing. Yeah. Well said. Thanks, Maggie. Maggie, why don't, you, uh, why don't you send us out? You know the catchphrase? Yes. Go for it. Thanks, Ryan. This is Marvel, your universe.